Hello, my name is Trent Reinsmith. It is Monday, November 30th, and this is another edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA podcast. What I'm going to do today is just take apart a little bit of Dana White's post-fight press conference from Saturday's UFC Vegas 15 fight card. He made a lot of statements that need to be you know, looked at a little more deeply. So yesterday I really focused on... Um, his COVID-19 statements. Today, I'm going to look at some of the other things he said. So the first thing he did, which I found kind of interesting, was that he scolded the MMA, MMA media about not holding him accountable for missing Davidson Figueredo for a bonus at UFC 255. And why I find this odd is because why would the media hold him accountable for something like that? I don't think that it's the media's job to hold anyone accountable for a, a a bonus that is arbitrarily decided upon by white and whoever. Um, we don't know the, any criteria for what goes into deciding a fight night bonus um, other than somebody liked the fight or liked the performance. So if you have no criteria to base something on, what are you, what are you looking at to decide what, what the... Uh, bonuses are. Maybe one person likes grappling more than striking. Maybe one person puts more into overall skill and one person puts more into powerful strikes. But we don't know what the criteria is for any bonuses in the UFC. They're arbitrary. They're not defined. And it's not the media's job to decide that. Uh, You know, if you can disagree with White and say, you know, you didn't think that that was the right call, but on an arbitrary thing, now, what the media can do is tell Dana White to get rid of the fight night bonuses and pay the fighters more. That's what the media can do. That's what I would like to see. You you roll all those bonuses up and put it into a lump sum, and then you pay the fighters a stipend every quarter out of that, and it's not based on anything other than here's some money to uh, do what you wish with. I think that's more fair than an arbitrary quote-unquote bonus. But that's a topic I've already covered. But yeah, why scold the media for what what makes this kind of laughable, though, is that white doesn't want to be held accountable by the from by the media on other things that are important, like weight cutting, health and safety, COVID-19 protocol, pay. None of that he wants to be held accountable for. But some kind of made up arbitrary bonus that's that's worth holding him accountable for now no. Get rid of the bonuses. Then uh, then we'll have something to talk about. Uh, one thing he said was that he liked how the quote-unquote new thing was fighters fighting back-to-back fights and staying busy because that's how it, what White said is supposed to be. And one of the reasons, which he kind of said, he doesn't know if it was COVID-19 that's doing this, but he knows it's COVID-19 that's having these fighters fight back-to-back. And the reason is some fighters can't travel. Some fighters are reluctant to compete when they don't get a full camp. Some fighters are not able to get a camp because gym closing. Some fighters are not able to travel. And so now with every one of those things, the pool of available fighters shrinks and shrinks and shrinks. And so you only have a handful of fighters that can compete back to back or want to compete back to back. And they're usually the lower paid fighters. So they have a reason to compete back to back to get their pay up so white knows exactly what this is and he knows exactly what he's saying by that this is the thing that people want to see but i don't think that's the thing that people want to see 
I'd rather see healthier fighters that are well-trained and ready to compete than folks that are going in on short notice without full camps. They may be injured. They're just fighting for the money and to get on a fight card. And the UFC is putting on these fight cards just to satisfy ESPN's hunger for content. These fight cards aren't anything special. Um, they're just, just content at this point. Maybe that'll change next year when they don't have, maybe, I shouldn't say this, they might not have a bunch of fights canceled because of COVID-19, but if they do have a bunch of fights canceled because of COVID-19, well then, we're going to be in the same boat with fight, whoever's available gets a spot, whoever's willing gets a spot, and it'll be watered down fight cards, and it'll just be content again, there'll be no real promotion, it'll just be fighter A versus fighter B, um, and really just weekends at, weekend after weekend after weekend of fights that don't really mean a whole lot other than to the UFC so they can collect their ESPN money at the end of the year. So, yeah, White knows why we're seeing fighters fight back-to-back. And a lot of it is because the UFC needs them to, and they think that if they make the UFC happy, they'll get some kind of favor in return, but they won't. All they'll do is get paid, and if they lose, they'll get released. That's just the way it is. One fighter that White was impressed with at last weekend's card was Miguel Baeza. Um, he's fought three times in the UFC, and he has three finishes all in the second round. And his two most recent finishes have come um, have have I'm sorry have earned him performance of the night bonuses. Speaking of bonuses, um, so you could see light, White's face kind of light up when he spoke about Baeza uh, at the post-fight press conference, and he said that he wanted. Um, to maybe promote Baeza as uh, a Puerto Rican star for the UFC. And he had spoken about how the UFC might want to open a performance institute in Puerto Rico and that if Baeza fights, they're going to try to get him into New York when they when things back, open back up because of the uh, population, Puerto Rican population in New York and all that jazz. But what strikes me as odd is that Every time the UFC tries to promote a a star in, in a, a non-American um, culture, they seem to screw it up. They don't take a long-term approach to it. They take a like a kind of machine gun approach to it. And they just blitz everything, and it's just one big thing. It's after another, one, 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 bam, 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 and it tends to not work out so well. So if I was Baeza, I would kind of hear these these words and and take them as a warning because if the marketing and the push doesn't work out it's not like the ufc says sorry kid that didn't work out um we'll 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 reset and and think of something new if if the blitz fails the ufc is not the victim Baeza is the victim and so he you know if he gets pushed too far too fast and he and he, and he fails he'll be gone he'll, he'll be released and the UFC will just move on to the next big thing. So if I was Baeza, I would kind of take these words as a warning. And if he, if he has any influence at all with the, with the UFC, say, hey, I've seen how these things work out. Can we just step it back a little bit and let things happen more naturally? Um, because once the UFC decides that you're the guy or gal, that's how it goes. And then you're the guy or gal that gets promoted. And sometimes it doesn't work out. So I would be more, uh, more, I would like it more if the UFC, if they're going to focus on certain fighters to break into new markets or to develop new markets or to um, make a, an older market bigger, 
take an easier hand, a lighter handed approach than they have um, and let these things happen a little more naturally. Is that going to happen? Probably not because the UFC knows only one way to market and that's with a crushingly heavy hand. And like I said, if the marketing does, if the marketing fails, the UFC just moves on and there's no victims other than the fighters. So I would encourage Baeza, who has looked fantastic, to maybe tell them to ease off if they can and, you know, let things happen a little more naturally. Try not to run him too far up the uh, food chain too fast. Let him get some reps in. Uh, you can still promote him, but don't promote him as some kind of huge star. Promote him as what he is, a developing 28-year-old fighter who is 10-0 and 0 and only has three fights in the UFC. So he is still on the come up. Don't turn him into something he's not. Don't pressure him. Just let him develop um, in a, in a kind of natural way. Probably won't happen, but, you know, we can we can wish. We can hope. White was asked about the possibility of Anderson Silva facing um, Roy, Jones Jr., Roy, Roy Jones Jr. in a boxing match, and he said that he doesn't do old guy fights, which kind of made me raise my eyebrows because there are different kind of old guy fights in the UFC. There's the kind of where you have two older fighters in age compete, and then there's the kind where you have a fighter who might not be all that old, but is well past their sell-by date, and, and they compete. And White most certainly does and has booked the latter. i give you, as an example, um, BJ Penn, the forty-one now 41-year-old BJ Penn, who between 2011 and 2019 fought eight times and went 0-7-1. and one. He had a draw with John Fitch, and then he lost... The next uh, f next seven fights he had, and he was never really in any of those fights. Um, you know, you look at the, the the first two of those were Nick Diaz and Roy McDonald, and he got uh, pummeled in both those, and then decided to come back after being out of the game for two years. And then he got TKO'd by Frankie Edgar. Then he got TKO'd by Ida Rodriguez. Then he lost to Dennis Seaver, got submitted by Ryan Hall, and lost a decision to Clay Guida in 2019. So don't tell me that Dana White doesn't do quote-unquote old guy fights. When Penn retired after the uh, McDonald fight, he should have stayed retired. But he came back and fought Edgar in 2014, retired again, then came back for the uh, Rodriguez, Seaver, Hall, and Guida fights, which none of sh them should have happened. But Dana White, for some reason, felt obligated to let Penn fight. So that's where we're at. And he just had a uh, Shogun Hua fight. And it's not uncommon that White keeps fighters competing for uh, the sole purpose of not letting them go to another promotion. So, like I said, yeah, there's different kind of old guy fights and the kind where a guy who's well past his prime keeps competing for the UFC. White most definitely makes those. So don't, don't really listen to him when he says he doesn't make old guy fights. I found it odd also that um, the media, at least one media member, took the time to pat White on the back for the card that he presented on Saturday and how well it went. And and that it might have been fine. It might have been. It might have turned into a good card. But it, on paper, it was not good. And I don't think anyone missed anything fantastic if they didn't t tune in. And even if they did miss something fantastic, they can go back and watch it the next day. So. To, it, it felt a little unseemly that the media member that did this hat that took the time to do it it's not, is it the media's job to to pat white on the back for putting on a card that on paper looked like crap but turned out okay 
because that's what it, that's how it seemed like everyone shit on this card on paper because it was a bad card on paper and you know if this was a pay-per-view it wouldn't have sold squat so people judge things especially when there's a fight every goddamn weekend they judge things by what they see before so if it looks like it's gonna suck or it looks like there's nothing interesting happening why watch it why watch it live you did nothing to interest me up front anything that happened after that point is on the fighters you didn't put together a good card. The fighters might have, might have competed well and put on a good card, but you, the UFC and Dana White, did not get me interested up front. And so that's why folks don't tune in because they don't care up front. If they care after the fact, okay, they can watch it. But even if they cared after the fact on, on Saturday's card, I'd be hard-pressed to say that any fan missed something that they couldn't have caught up on on Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon or today. So I found it a little you know, in bad taste that the media would pat white on the back like that. And that the fact that the fight card turned out okay after the fact also does not excuse that the UFC put on a shitty fight card on paper before the event took place. That that fight card probably should have been canceled. It was not good. But, you know, to, to say that you're not a fight fan unless you watch every fight possible is a load of shit. Um, you know, the, the uh, cost for my time has value i i value the cost of my time and to watch a fight card i have to weigh these things out is that worth eight hours of my day and saturday's fight card was not worth any anyone's time you know so don't say if you're a real fight fan you have to watch every fight card you don't if you don't value your time or you value the ufc every ufc event more than you value your time cool that's you but don't criticize other people that have different values on their time and saw that event and said you know what not this one, brother. So, yeah, I found it kind of gross and unnecessary. Michael Chandler. We're still wondering when Michael Chandler is going to fight. And White said that he had just cut weight to be a stand-in, to be the replacement possibly for the Nurmagomedov and Gaethje fight, which took back, which took place in October, in October 24th. And White is still saying that, well, Chandler cut weight for that, and we can't make him cut weight again for a fight so close to that time when he cut weight. But that's not entirely true, is it? Because Davison Figueredo and Brandon Moreno, who fought on November 21st, are turning around and fighting on December 12th, and they can cut weight for that fight, so why not Chandler? It feels like White is making some kind of excuse here. I don't know what it is, but it's definitely an excuse for Chandler. Um, I don't know what it could be, though. So... Yeah, don't say the guy who cut weight at the end of October can't fight in December when the two guys who cut weight in the end of December can fight in the middle, I'm sorry, in the end of November, can fight in the middle of December. That rings hollow, it rings false, and unless you know something that we don't about Chandler, you know, it, it sounds like a bunch of bullshit. So either tell us what's going on with Chandler or, you know, tell us the truth, because... This does not feel like the truth when he says Chandler can cut weight, can't cut weight, but the other guys... Can. And we know why they're cutting weight because they need they were needed to save a pay-per-view card and you need a title fight on a pay-per-view card. So save me the bullshit, Dana White. And that's all I have for tonight. I will be back tomorrow. Until then, everyone stay safe.